0: Rabbit, a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore, and this is episode 25. Now, keep in mind, this is a spoiler podcast. Uh, when I talk about the stories, I talk about it as uh, much in as much depth as I have been able to gather characters, storyline, background, things of that nature. So, if you don't want to be spoiled until after you've read it, this is your fair warning. The book that we have on tap today. is is from Usagi Ojimbo 13 from Fanagraphics Comics dated November 1988. It is The Clouds Gather the first part of the Dragon Bellows Conspiracy. And in this one we see several of Usagi's supporting cast coming together in one story. And in previewing the other installments, there are several other characters that come in also. But in this first part, we have uh, Mayamato Usagi, who is, of course, our protagonist. We have Ame Tomo, a uh, quasi love interest. Lord Noriyuki, who Ame Tomo is pledged to. Genosuke, who is a ronin and he is now a bounty hunter. Zato Inu who is a blind masseuse uh, with a fake nose because the character is a pig. And being blind, he uses his nose to get along. And in a previous encounter with Usagi, Usagi cut off his nose. So Zato had a wooden one made out of pine made, and he wears it. Uh, Spot, the Wonder Lizard, who was a former companion to Usagi, now a companion to Zato. And Lord Tamakuro, who is, a, uh, is one of the, if uh, he is the main antagonist, but he is one of what will be several. All right, getting into the story itself, we see it open here with a scene of winds whipping through a forest, uh, indicating that a... Storm is coming or is there. They're in the midst of a storm. It's kind of a big issue that it's it's a storm, and I'll get into that here a little bit later. But panel after panel, we see the storm, uh, more evidence of the storm. We find that Amitomo is atop a horse, riding rather vigorously. Somewhere, she encounters a pack of samurai here and uh, engages them, it's kind of hard to say that she attacked them. They attacked her. We just we have a two page spread here of her atop her horse, besetting seven samurai with their various weapons, and she is doing fairly well atop her horse until finally one of the samurai with a spear. Spears her horse, killing it. She falls off, and we see is presumably captured, but we don't know because she has collapsed on the ground and is mumbling to herself. And as she does so, the story drifts to a a previous uh, portion of Ame's life, um, immediately preceding what we're seeing now, as it turns out. This is what has led her to where we saw when the story just now opened. Travels back, she is talking to Lord Noriyuki. He has some concerns about a neighboring Lord Tamakura, who is a supporter of Lord Hikiji, who is in direct opposition to Lord Noriyuki. He wants to conquer Noriyuki and take his land and his samurai and everything. Ame asks, well, you know, what what is your concern about Tamakuro? And Noriyuki indicates, well, he is hoarding supplies to renovate his fortress, but no one has seen him hiring laborers. There isn't an influx of laborers, just an influx of supplies, but also an influx of ronin, which is uh, one of our, well, actually, it's the only term that Mr. Sakai introduces to us in this story, Ronin being Japanese for a Masterless Samurai. so Mercenaries in our common parlance, perhaps bounty hunters, just depending on what the uh, relationship is. So he, he indicates these things. I'm a taking particular note about the Ronin. Uh, there's only one reason you're going to draw Ronin in. So, she then suggests, well, send me as a peace envoy. I'll go and I'll pay my respects to Lord Tamakuro on your behalf, and it'll give me a chance while I'm there to look around and and see what's going on. So several days later, Ame and her entourage arrive at the fortress, and and she does have an audience with Lord Tamakuro, who proves to be rather off-putting, but they they do part on quasi-good terms uh, with the way that Mr. Sakai has drawn... Tamakuro, you know not to trust him. Uh, He's a pig, but he has a pencil mustache. And in the two panels that you see him directly, he has his fingers on one half of his pencil mustache twirling it. And of course, from way back, that is a, uh, a trope of no goodness when the bad guy is twirling his mustache at any point. So... That definitely indicates to us as the reader that he is not to be trusted. He is indeed up to no good. later that night, or a a, a night soon therein, Ame is out looking around and she does run across the building where the uh, building supplies are being gathered and stored, and notices that it is under rather extensive guard. So she has arranged with several members of her retinue for them to provide a distraction. And by that, they approach some of the guards of this uh, warehouse, as it were, with drink, and ply them with drink, get them drunk, uh, reveling to distract them. She sneaks in, and as she's going through the supplies there, she sees that there are bundles and bundles of roofing tiles. But on closer investigation of the roofing tiles, she finds that they're not the Uh, Clay, I assume is probably what they used. They're not made out of clay. They're too heavy. And in dropping one, she realizes that it's made out of lead. Further inspection, uh, she uncovers a stash of matchlock guns. And between the lead tiles, the guns and powder, uh, uh, kegs of black powder that she finds, she sees that they're uh, enough munitions there to arm enough insurgents to even overthrow the shogun himself, who is the the big ruler of Japan at this time. So it would be kind of like us storing enough money to take over the government here. Enough money? Excuse me, enough weapons. In the midst of this, the uh, upper leaders of the guards, the captain of the guards, in making his rounds, discovers that his men are being um, un... Un, uh, characteristically sidetracked by the Gaishus, uh, the retinue of Ame, and he admonishes them, sends them off to their quarters, tells his men that they're going to be in trouble. Meanwhile, inside, Ame is attacked by a ninja, which she quickly dispatches, but the brief battle is enough uh, to alert the guards outside and the captain that someone is inside the storehouse and thus up to no good Ame immediately rushes out knowing that she has been discovered waylays the guards with the help of those of her men that were there to distract not really being drunk only plain drunk they work to get her free of this, this little um, clash here, give her a horse And she escapes from Lord Tamakuro's fortress with the message to get to Lord Noriyuki what is going on, what she has discovered, unfortunately losing pretty much her retinue as they stayed behind to give her time to get away. Not really sure how many men. Originally, we saw that it was like seven or eight, so that's unfortunate that 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 many men had to die for her to be able to get out. But so be it. She... uh, gets out of the fortress into a raging, at this point, storm. Massive rain, lightning, and she's running to try to get to Lord Noriyuki's fortress, and that is where we came upon the story. Her flashback finishes with her tied uh, prisoner atop a horse being led by Tamakuro's men back to their fortress. We cut to our first scene of Genosuke who stops, also in the storm, all, everyone is, is caught up in the same storm, um, perhaps indicating that they're all relatively close in, in spatial area, perhaps not, maybe it's just a big storm. But we see Genosuke, and he stops our uh, husband and wife woodcutters, and asks them if they have seen a wandering blind masseur with a wooden nose, who uh, those of us that read know that that is Zato, you know, Uh, now with his faithful Wonder Lizard spot. The woodcutters have not seen, they indicate, they kind of make light of the subject, Shinosuke takes umbrage at them making light, threatens them, but then wanders off even more angered that they had no information, and he's going to have to continue looking for this gentleman in the rain. So he's he's unhappy to begin with and not being able to get any information as to where he is. He is further unhappy. And as he walks away, we see the two woodcutters making faces to him behind his back in kind of a little levity there. Uh, we cut to Zato Inu, who we see has taken uh, shelter in one of the many traveler shelters that there were stationed throughout Japan at this time. So he's out of the storm. He and Spot are resting, and he realizes, and indeed, three travelers wander in, asking if they can share the accommodations. They all sleep, and in the middle of the night while they sleep, the three men attack Zatu, trying to collect on the reward that is out for him, uh, as these three are all bounty hunters. The bounty hunters, uh, I haven't really been getting into this too much, but the bounty hunters all appear to be cats. Uh, Genosuke, for those that might not have read it, is a rhinoceros. Zatoino is a pig with a false nose. Ame appears to be some sort of cat as well, but a different. Uh, the different cats do appear slightly differently, as most of Lord Tamakuro's men appear to be cat-like as well, but Lord Tamakuro himself appears to be rather porcine, pig-like. So Zatu, uh, realizing that, well, somebody now has found him who is hunting for him, he probably needs to push on. So he exits his brief shelter out into the storm with Spot and wanders perhaps in a specific direction with a specific purpose, perhaps not just knowing that here is not safe, so maybe there will be wherever there is. Also, uh, This is going on simultaneously, or roughly so. Uh, uh, Ametomo, excuse me, being captured by the uh, Lord Tamakuro's men, Genosuke's encounter with the woodcutters, and Zato's encounter with the bounty hunters, all simultaneously, with a an individual here dressed in a shelter hat, the big farmer's hat. I forget what it's called. The. Wrap around him, walking, slugging, slogging through the mud, actually trying to get to the Gaishu Castle, and uh, he is nearly run over by Lord Tamakuro's men as they all rush past, throwing mud and water up on usugi Usugi, excuse me, Usaki who uh, takes offense and rips off his hat and exclaims at him, and when he does, he's able to see more clearly, and as the group passes, he sees that Tomoame is atop a horse, bound, and he realizes that he needs to follow this group to free her, or at the very least to see where they are taking her. Um, So Usagi is proceeding after her to loose her, she is bemoaning the fact that she's been captured and won't be able to get word to Lord Noriyuki. Genosuke is cussing because he's having to try to hunt Zatu Inu in a downpour. And Zatu is wandering on with spot. Uh, we don't necessarily know where. And the story finishes with a panel. As the story opened of the wind whooshing through the trees as part of this storm that we are witnessing currently. Now the storm is rather significant in that all of these people all coming together at the same time all as part of this Dragon Bellow conspiracy can be considered a storm but also back in episode three from the story, the confession, um, Amé referred to an approaching storm. She felt that a storm was approaching, warned Usagi of an approaching storm. She she felt, and this story, as Mr. Sakai is laying it out, is that storm that Ametomo was referring to. Uh, the only term again that we really encountered in this particular episode uh, story excuse me installment was Ronin which is a masterless samurai whether they have left service or more often than not their master dies and they have not been pledged to another master nor given an opportunity sometimes they don't want to pledge to another master sometimes they haven't found one that they want to pledge to regardless those that are not pledged to a lord are masterless they are called Ronin. Next episode, um, I'll discuss the second part of Dragon Bellow Conspiracy, as presented in Usagi Ojumbo number fourteen, dated December 1988. Don't really have any feedback to uh, get into this episode too much, so if you do want to leave feedback. You can do so at usagipodcast at gmail dot com my email address the dot com is the website for the shows Ronan Rabbit is on Google plus and if uh, I do want to to thank the Usagi ojimbo dojo facebook page for allowing me to post notices of Usagi podcasts going live on facebook that's where I post notice on facebook so Those of you interested can like. You should like the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page anyways, because if you're an Usagi fan, they do a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. They're very closely affiliated with Mr. Sakai. So a lot of good information and and doings about Mr. Sakai, first of all, about his working with Usagi, which has been a little bit on the down low lately because he's been working on another project, which has just started coming out. uh, 47, I believe, 47 Ronin from Dark Horse Comics just came out this past week or maybe the week before the, the the month of November here. So that's a five or six issue story that Mr. Sakai is doing there. So that, uh, as he was working on that, Usagi has been on kind of a temporary hiatus while he works on that project. Thank you very much for listening. Sorry about my sounding and my sneezing and coughing and sniffling and all the noises that have nothing to do with the podcast but merely have to do with the fact that I have a raging head cold as I am doing this so thank you for listening to this I hope it was moderately enjoyable and at the very least that you'll come back for next episode hopefully when I'm a little healthier and I don't sound quite so bad thanks a lot guys we'll talk to you next time the Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, non-derivatives, 3.0, unported license.